Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. Today I was at work and I was thinking about like how people compete with each other. And I started wondering what drives us to compete with the next person? Why is it so hard for us to just pay attention to what we do and what we do only and then only pay attention to what other people do as it pertains to us genuinely? Like if someone else's actions literally affect us in some way, then that would make it important for us to know what's going on. But if someone's actions don't have any effect on us, then why do we watch people so closely? The reason why I say this is because I have, uh, I've noticed that I have a coworker and she's like, you know, a little high strung, which is fine. She just got there. She's new. She's trying to learn the ropes, but she has a hard time staying in her lane and in her place. And I mean that in the sense that when I'm dealing with a guest who is pretty much my guest, my customer, then she has a hard time knowing that that customer is my customer. So I constantly have to remind her sweetly, nicely, you know, hey, can you um, go do something else really quickly? Let me just finish with my customer really quickly. I don't want to be rude about it because, you know, everyone has their quirks and everyone has a story behind why they have quirks. So I don't want to like just jump down her throat or, you know, verbally assault her because it's not that serious. But at the same time, I want to set a boundary and just make sure she knows, hey, this, you know, this is my interaction right here. This is my transaction right here. So, you know, I can handle it and you go on and take care of your situation. You know, when you have a, a guest have a, that you have a transaction with. But I always wonder, what is it? Is it her desire to prove how great she is? Like to prove herself and prove, you know, her ability to do the job? You know, is it her desire to compare and compete? Does she feel like if she can outshine another person, then that'll make everyone see how great she is? You know, like these are the things that cross my mind. And I think that both of those things actually relate to why she does it because it, it, nothing else really makes sense. Because to me, you know, I'm, I'd like to think, of course, we all have like a, the best version of ourselves in our heads. So what I'm saying is totally biased, of course, but I truly like to think that I don't look to others and try to compete with what other people are doing, because sometimes other people may, doing some, may be doing something wrong. And if they're doing something wrong, I definitely don't want to copy what, you know, what might not be beneficial to my life. So I try to pay attention to what I'm doing and what other people do, like I said, as it affects me. So I don't have a need to jump in and try to show off all my greatest skills sets and all of my assets and things like that in the midst of another person's, you know, personal dealings or in another person's, you know, interaction with people, with guests, with men, with women, whatever the case may be. I don't have a need to try to flaunt myself in, I said it all proper, myself, try to flaunt myself in the midst of another person's, um, you know, communication or interpersonal communication, I should say, with a group or with a person. It's just not necessary. It, I feel like it's embarrassing too, you know, to just throw yourself in the midst of someone else's conversation or someone else's, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, someone else is like, hmm. Only thing I can think of right now is like gathering. If, if there's a bunch of people gathering and communicating and having a good time and it doesn't really have anything to do with me, unless I'm invited into it or there's a need for me to come into this gathering, I feel like, you know, I try to know my own place and say, hey, you know what? They're not needing me right now. That's not my business. 
I don't have to throw myself in there and try to prove to everyone how cute I am, how smart I am, how great I am, how whatever I am. You know, if I get invited, then I'll go over there and be myself. And if anyone sees, you know, these qualities within me, then hey. And if they don't, that's fine too. But what is it that drives us to, you know, compare and to compete? Why do we have to stand next to another person and try to make everyone around us see that we're better than that person we're standing next to? And then why do we kind of retreat when we are against a person who we think is better than us? Why do we try to run and avoid, you know, being near them if we feel like we can't compete? What is that about? Because to me, each of us has, has our, we all have our own strengths. We all have our own weaknesses. And no matter how amazing or special or great a person may seem, they definitely have weaknesses. I remember an episode of one of my favorite shows, Frasier. And on this show, uh, there was an episode where a new doctor became uh, a radio host for his own like, you know, medical radio show. And he was not a psychologist like Frazier. He was a, an actual like MD, medical doctor. And so when he came into the office, he was, number one, he was good looking. He was tall. He was suave, debonair, intelligent, and he was a doctor. So all the ladies were swooning over him and they just thought he was the greatest thing in the world. And now Frazier, the radio station has been his territory. It's something that he's been you know doing his entire life. And so he is trying to show this new guy the ropes, but this new guy is so incredible that he just already knows how to do everything he's already done everything he's a jack of all trades he used to have a radio show in college and he used to do pretty much everything that Frazier's done and not even just everything Frazier's done but better so whatever school Frazier went to he went to you know a better school a school that was like a few notches up on the you know greatest schools in the country or greatest schools in the world list so Frazier was very threatened by this man's presence and instead of being comfortable within his own skin he just couldn't seem to get to let go of this little itch to try to find something about this man that was imperfect so he could feel better instead of being able to just feel better knowing that it's a given that this guy is not perfect he had to find the imperfection he had to find what was wrong with him so that he can rest so he invited him over for a party and when he invited him over for the party again the guy's just showing up all his skills he can cook and he can make drinks and he could just be the life of the party just you know center of attention it was just it, it was innate. It was within him that he just had this glow and this um, charisma about him that made everyone, and this charm that made everyone flock to him. And Frazier just decided to give up. He's like, you know what? This guy is just perfect. And it made Frazier feel bad about himself. In comparison, he thought, I, I just, I thought I was great until this guy came along and now I suck. So as the party continued to go on, this man was given an opportunity to sing a song. And so when they started playing the piano, and this man started to sing, this new doctor started to sing, his voice was awful. And everyone, you know, pretty much reacted to it as such, like, oh, this is terrible. He, you know, he's so attractive and he's so smart, but he should stop singing right now. This is really just awful. And so as everyone reacted that way, Frazier became excited. He became satisfied with finally seeing this man's flaw and for it not just being realized, but being realized in front of a group of people it made Frazier feel better. Now the reason why I brought that episode up is because, number one, I think that's, you know, something a lot of people deal with. You see a person who appears to be perfect and you feel less than even though there's no way they are perfect. But you're you're seeing them that way. The reason why you're seeing them that way is because you're too hard on yourself, probably. We're probably too hard on ourselves thinking, you know, all of our flaws are, are visible. And this person, since their flaws don't seem to be visible, they must be perfect. 
but another reason why I bring up this episode is because I wonder why it makes us happy when we finally find that perfect person's flaw. Why does it make us happy? Why does it make us feel better? Why do we revel in it and try to rub it in their faces or, you know, try to make the whole world see it? Why is it our desire to make the entire world see the flaws that this person has? Like, what what about that makes us feel better? And why is that a source of pleasure for us? You know, what could, what can we do to figure out how to just feel better within ourselves, how to just feel confident within ourselves, and how to just accept knowing that there's no way anyone in life is ever perfect and it doesn't matter if they look that way that person's probably trying really hard to look that way so they probably are very stressed and that's an imperfection in itself or if they look that way they're probably very reserved they're not living their fullest or most freest life and that's an imperfection in itself too because you miss out on a lot when you're not free you're not living in a like a free and truthful and open life so i don't think we need to feel self-conscious or we need to be you know I don't, need to, I don't think we need to compare ourselves to others and try to, you know, find how we can appear to be better by looking at someone who appears to be worse because there's no such thing. Again, true comparison, this, another person may be smarter than you, you know, um, now I don't want to say just academically, that's too general, but another person may be smarter than you with like reading and writing and, and communications. They might have just, you know, English on lock, but then you might be a person who's smart when it comes to science and or math. And the person who's great at English may not have a clue how to like maneuver through the science and the math world. And so does that somehow make, like who's smarter then? The person who knows math or the person who knows how to read well? You know, it, it's that's pretty much up to the person who, any person that you ask, and it could change by from person to person. So because everyone has their skills and everyone has their strengths, there's no need to really compare to another person because you know, what you may lack and what the other person may have might switch if you compare on the other end of it. If you say, you know, how do you, how do you, how well do you do in math? How well do you do in science? How well do you do in history? You might find out just how balanced each of you are and just how, you know, how much you kind of are the same, but in different ways. You know, I like to say same difference. Every time people ask me questions, I like to respond to it by saying same difference. You know, you're the same, you know, meaning that you have skills that are your strong, your strong points and your strong suits. And then you have skills that you can't even call skills. You have things that you just can't even do. So it's just odd to me that we can only find pleasure and find confidence and find, you know, joy and balance in our lives when we're able to locate and discover the imperfections of others, as opposed to just being able to focus on ourselves, focus on our strengths, accept our weaknesses and just move forward in life. It's really interesting, but, you know, some people might not agree. Some people might think it's okay to compare. It's okay to, you know, kind of size yourself up next to another person so you know what you have to do to become better. But how do you know that what that person is doing is what you actually need to do to become better? How do you know you need to be better at science? What if your skills being so strong in English has something to do with what you should actually do in your life? You see, but then <laughs> so I didn't feel well. Did I say that in the beginning? I was at work and I wasn't feeling well. Now it's starting to come out through my throat. My voice is like closing up or something. Anyway, but anyway, just like I said, the comparison, it's not necessarily necessary. You know, sometimes you try to become better in a field that you're not even meant to, or you're not even called to be in. You know, you might think that you should become better in science and math so you can be, I don't know if math, yeah, math is required for being a doctor, I'm sure, because like the measurements and things. So you might think you need to become better at science and math because you need to become a doctor because your parents told you you had to. Or you need to become better at English and that 
writing and uh, reading comprehension because your parents said to be a lawyer or you need to become better at dancing because your mother wants you to be you know in the pageants and things like that but your skills the things that you're actually good at they're there for a reason they're your natural innate abilities that are there for a reason so when you compare it it's all in vain because you might just be ignoring what it is you're supposed to do and what it is you're made for you might be so busy looking at someone else and saying i got to get better in that same field that they're in i got to be better at my people skills i gotta get better at communicating with others so that i can be like her and you might ignore the fact that you may be a detail-oriented person who can spot errors and spot mistakes like that and that person who communicates well and engages with people well may not be able to spot you know details and may not be able to be as organized as you are you know so don't compare don't chase after other people's skills and other people's you know strong suits or, or um strengths you know focus on your own I focus on my as much as I can and I try like I said in my my version of myself may be a lot better than what other people may see but I try not to do the comparison because it's a waste of time and it makes it causes a lot of sadness so that's just my thought for the day just after coming home from work and thinking about that just wondering what drives that wish I can ask the person but you never want to offend anybody you know like why are you so I don't want to offend anybody so I just figured I would ask the question to y'all and hopefully y'all enjoyed hearing the question and hearing my thoughts on what the answers may be. But anyway, thank y'all for listening and I hope you listen again tomorrow.